about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see. What it What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is not Joe Miller, but it's your boy Jay Spencer King, and I am excited to be here. I am here this week with the one and only, the big guy, Mr. John Fina, for the Off Tackle with John Fina show. What's up, John? Hey, Jay Spencer King, man. It's so good to have you as my uh, substitute host for the show. Bro, we don't talk enough. I took this new job. I'm just so busy, but we're going to catch a couple of games together this season, man. Yeah, you're so busy. We, we gotta, gotta do the, it. We gotta hit the backers bars and whatever. Yeah. You know, are, are there any down there where you are? Uh, we have one, and uh, let's just leave it at that. Uh, okay. The people, the people are wonderful, but I'll, I'll tell you in one sentence: the location is horrible for viewing. The service is slow. The food is bad, and it's expensive. So win, 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 win. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we might check that out i know the one here in phoenix uh laura with the bills mafia babe she runs the one um closest to me here in phoenix i think there's a yeah. couple yeah great great time every time i go so but hey man let's get into it before we do i do have to say that you are tuned in to the off tackle with john phoenix show on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network presented by picasso's pizza treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day picasso's we are buffalo pizza shipping local and nationwide Order online at PicassoPizza.net. All right. Hey, we got, a, we got a lot of people in the comments already. Richard Rush, thanks for getting your ASS you. here. And uh, everybody looks like they're having a great time. Mimi Fina in the audience. There's Richard. Good evening, Mafia family. My ASS is here. Mark Johnson, <laughs> how you doing, Mark? Oh, my God. You're just flipping them all up there. We got great cast of characters, all the wonderful people, the Bills Mafia. So thanks for joining. If you you really have a huge question that you want to address, throw it in the super chat. And uh, Jay and I will uh, give our opinions uh, for whatever that's worth. I don't know what it's worth. What's it worth? So before the first topic, though, man, I, I just noticed Mimi, Mimi was in here, so I wanted to say mm -hmm. something. First of all, your daughter's awesome. She yes, texted she me is. earlier. I had a um, I had a rough morning, so somebody posted like a article about the shooting of my aunt and everything that happened back in May. So mm -hmm. it kind of just had, took a turn this morning, and she texted me and and she was just checking up on me, and she said like just so many sweet things like she always does. She gave me a nickname. Uh oh. Yeah, I can like. Jay Spence, the king, is it the coolest already? I mean, What's up? It's cool, we're a big nickname. We're a big nickname family. So what? What'd she come up with? It's cool, but I mean, well, I'm not gonna say it on. I'm gonna oh, tell you. Okay. I can't All say right. it on air because I don't want anybody else but Mimi to say it. It's Mimi's name. Me. Oh, that's cool. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's yeah, no, she's Mimi's creative, name. talented, smart, resourceful, and now she's in Florida. So all those Floridians get the benefit of having the lovely and talented Mimi Fina. Yeah, yeah, I'm jealous. Everybody, they, they, Florida stole Mimi from Arizona. Hmm. You're stuck with me. Sorry. Stuck with you. No, but you're the guy. So let's get into it, man. We got a lot to talk about. It's a lot going on, man, uh, in Buffalo. And 
when you and I talked to kind of get this going, we we kind of threw it out there like, hey, do we want to talk about it? Do we want to dance around it? We both kind of agree that you can't not talk about it. So mm-hmm. uh, for starters, what are your thoughts and your feelings? How do you feel about everything that happened with the Buffalo Bills releasing uh, punter Matt Ariza over uh, the weekend due to the civil case of the charges of gang rape? Yeah. So, you know, I, I've talked to, I talked to you about it. I talked to Joe about it, you know, and I've thought real hard about it. And, uh, you know, this is your, you're a contract worker, right? So he's not really part of the organization. I'm not going to go backwards and try to figure out when they knew what, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit. I think a lot of people saw it and it's just, it was so horrifying and so disgusting. And, you know, you want, people and organizations to line up with the way you believe and you behave. And, you know, I I thought like, wow, they could just release him right now. But this hasn't been the way this organization operates. You know, we talk about trust the process and the process is like this. So even though this was just abhorrent and disgusting and still yet to have a final disposition, I, we couldn't we couldn't hold the organization, I think, in my opinion. Uh, and, you know, it crush me on Twitter if you want. I don't I don't mind. Um, you know, I don't I think that they responded as they do um, soberly, um, sadly, and, uh, you know, and cut the guy loose. And I have no problems with how they handled it. Uh, that, that's that's their deal. I just think that they they made a decisive move when they made a decision it wasn't like death by a thousand cuts or you know some kind of weaselly this or that you know they just that was it uh satara I'm, I'm hoping that i'm saying this correctly has a question for you if he's acquitted or if criminal charges never filed if the civil case is in his favor all big ifs would you consider if you were the bills would you consider bringing him back or to, at this point is it just like you know we're done yeah, so uh, Satara, I hope I'm getting that right too. I I don't think he comes back. I you know this is this is one of those things that can follow you. Uh, wh- let's say he's completely exonerated; it never happened, which I don't believe. Um, it's it's hard to kind of rub off that stain, and you know this was this landed in the community of Buffalo, and I don't think that he he would ever be able to outrun the shadow of this. Um, if that is indeed the case, many, many giant capital IFs on that, he would probably be better finding a home, you know, way up in Seattle or, you know, way down in the South or in Miami, you know, as far away from San Diego and, and Buffalo as you can get geographically within the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, my man, JR, I'm going to agree with JR here for those listening by podcast form. Uh, he, he's saying I wouldn't bring him back. He admitted to having sex with a minor. So um, that's where I am. So when when, yeah. when everything first happened, man, it was for me, it was it was kind of like threefold. It was layered. A, obviously, I feel horribly for the victim. And then B, I feel horribly for victims that are reliving their trauma. Yeah. And then C, the Buffalo Bills needed to get rid of them. So like to me, those were the three things that I was yeah. concerned with. And, um, you know, I'm just proud that that the Bills were um they weren't the type of team that we see in other places in the NFL, like, you know, with the Cleveland Browns, we didn't get that type of situation. So I'm happy overall. I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, you know, you say happy, but I know it's kind of like a, Oh 
God, I guess right, I'm happy. Right. I mean, this was like, this was like a dog shit sandwich and everybody took a bite, you know, yeah. and some people took bigger bites. Like you said, people who have been victims, um, certainly the victim herself. And yeah, you know what? Um, I guess yeah, there's so many things flying around about this. I sometimes hard to keep the details in my head because I, you know, I just don't want to think about it, but he did admit to having sex with a minor and that, that could, that could be enough for all 32 teams, uh, except Cleveland. And I, that's not a joke. I mean, right, ex- right. you know, right. And, and look, I don't run those businesses and I don't make those business decisions and none of us do nobody in the chat and you and I don't, and we can only fly by, you know, our emotions and, and that's okay. You know, that's, 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 that's what makes this game great. Whether not this issue, but rooting for your guy and, and rooting for your team. Yeah, and and it's it's good that you are able to still root for your team, you know, because there was a moment there where I personally, Joe and I actually had a text conversation off the show, and it's like, you know, I, I won't hesitate. Like, you know, I love my team, and I know mm-hmm. you know I love my team. Yeah, I, I would not hesitate to um, have spoken out against the organization had they not made a move. You know, this is something that I think they had to take they had to take very seriously and not just for the sake of their organization, but for the people that they claim that they love as fans, the people that I'm sure there are people in the organization. You have a, a woman that's an owner. Um, I just, I just feel that that women at some point, we really need to be serious about protecting women and, and believing victims, not just women, but believing victims as well. Right. Of these type of crimes. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, it, it's a, it's a rare instance where these are not real claims and they should all be investigated, you know, to find that out and they should all be, they should all be taken with the same seriousness. Um, you know, we'll talk offline, uh, you know, about other issues that, you know, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on, but, uh, by and large, look, they did it. They cut, they cut the, um, they cut the guy. Um, we have too much at stake this season. We have too many people, you know, kind of moving toward a, a goal, moving toward that pinnacle. And this team is poised and there's too many distractions. So I'm going to, unless you got anything else to say about it or we get a super chat, I'm going to flip it right now. Right. You mentioned your, your aunt who, you know, was uh, murdered pain. I just, it's hard to even relive the moment, right. The moments that led up to that. But I think in, um, in the spirit of your aunt, the other victims and the community of Buffalo, Bruce Smith, uh, right now, as we speak, is uh, hosting an event uh, in memoriam of Aaron Salter, the the security guard who was murdered at Tops, and uh, the I guess the commissioner is there. I don't know uh, if that's common knowledge or not, but I think. Uh, and I saw someone in the chat saying we're regressing as a society, but yes, yeah, some of us are right. But then there's some of us who are willing to always have a kind word when we're attacked or what have you, you know, uh, those, those of us who are just willing to continue to put a positive, um, I don't know, face or motion to things. Uh, and Bruce is certainly doing that. And, you know, I think the community of Buffalo, uh, though not healed and though not completely over it, you know, it's a, it's an inflection point and hopefully this helps grow and change and, and make it a better community for everybody. I will say just to kind of touch on that topic as far as um, what's happening in Buffalo now um, with the commissioner being there, everybody from uh, the 90s team that kind of still sticks around Buffalo. I just honestly, I haven't had a chance to even do this on my show, 
but I'm trying not to get emotional now because today was rough. But uh, I want to thank all of you, you know, like Thurman and his wife, Bruce, everybody, you know, like y'all did a whole lot. Y'all did a whole lot. And I can't thank the Western community, what the community of Western New York enough. You know, I can't. can't. You know, it's, it's, And that's a beautiful thing, Spence. Thanks for sharing that with everybody. And and everybody in this chat and who listens to this program knows you and loves you and and recognizes that, you know, we are all the same and we are all different at the same time, but we are all human. We're all flesh and blood, right? And, um, you know, this community, I think about it where we have a lot of givers, right? We raise a lot of money for a lot of incredible reasons and people and programs and charities and you don't always think it's it's going to be you that's going to be positively affected by the behavior of our community and and um you might have been one of those people and now you know the you get to be you get to be a recipient in a way yeah Sorry, that was a little clumsy, but I'm just trying no, to say no, I'm wasn't... just trying to say how much this community is pretty awesome. No, no, it's cool. I've been talking about it all year. You know, I've been trying to do stuff. We got an event on the sixteenth to raise some money for it, but it's uh no. Give me a second, you do it. I understand. So hey, uh everybody out there in the chat and who's listening uh, in the car or at home, great to have you. Um I'm just thrilled to be here with Spence some heavy topics right at the top of the show but hey this is life right we're gonna we're gonna slug it out together we're gonna i mean we're gonna put our snow boots on we're gonna put our hiking boots on and we're gonna we're gonna get to the end of that lonely road we're gonna get to the top of the peak and we're gonna you know try and do it together we're gonna pull each other along um look it's a it's a big deal right i mean we got a lot to talk about we tackled one issue uh, you know, there's an issue, Spence, that I'm always worried about. What if I want to buy or sell my home? <laughs> what do we do? Sorry for the transition, but, you know, I, we got... Red 19, Blue 21, set up! Oh, oh, hey, guys. Hey, guys. I'm not Josh. I'm John Spasjack, the market dominator, the proud sponsor of the John Phoenix Show, hosted by the voice, Joe Miller. And, folks... The great thing about why we love our quarterback, not only is he awesome, but here's the reasons why. He's super disciplined. He's an incredible hard worker. He actually is very intelligent, and he has a ton of focus. These are some of the qualities that my good man John Feeney used on the field to help the Bills get to Super Bowls so many years ago. But now, in real estate, I'm the guy who helps you win. This is what we do. We educate, we advocate, we negotiate, and we dominate. So if you want to win in this market, you call me, 716-570-3298. Go! Let's go, Buffalo! I love John. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, just, he doesn't just dominate the market. He dominates the airwaves. He, he dominates everything. Yeah, he's so cool. I love it. I love it. John is actually going to be at the uh... – He's going to be at the karaoke event and he's going to be singing. So make sure you all get out and come to see him. Come hear him sing. I'm going to try to go live times that night. Yeah. Is that yeah. Saturday? That's the Saturday before it's the Friday night. The Friday night yep. before the Monday night game. That's right, because that's the 19th. Oh, you're making it harder and harder on me, Spence. Jeez. I'm sorry, man. I, I just really want you on Buffalo. I know. <laughs> I want to be there. I'm trying to fit, I'm trying to riddle it out, man. I'm trying to riddle it out. Uh, well, well, let's um let's talk about the game a little bit, man. We have our last, we had our last preseason game, mm-hmm. and personally, I don't know what I learned from it because I feel like 
I feel like there's maybe two or three positions on the roster, three three spots that are up for grabs, and it's like the places I thought were up for grabs, those guys didn't even play. <laughs> so, so what did you learn, if anything, from from a what we're gonna go through with this cut down, and then b just overall, you watching the game, what did you what did you get from that? Well, it was kind of flat, right? And I know the starters didn't play, but it just it looked really flat. And that could be carryover from the past events or not. Uh, they just, um, it didn't really look like, aside from a few performances and some of the energy that I saw, I thought it was reasonably full, uh, flat. I think a lot of guys who might have been on the field might think, well, there's a reason I'm playing, and it's because I'm, you know, I'm moving on. And you know, it's, it's hard to maintain a fever pitch. So, um, look, there's a lot of really good football players out there on that field. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's tough, and, and we've talked about it. I mean, what's the movement on this roster? You know, from, from the guys, obviously, you know, we cut, we let go. We set this training camp roster, and when you looked at the top 53 guys, how many did you think are at risk? Three, four? Maybe, maybe four. Like, yeah. and I think that's region. Right. That's, yeah. So I, I enjoyed watching Raheem Blackshear. Um, I did watch him pretty closely. Uh, I, I, you know, we'll dig into it as we go position by position, but I got an opinion on that. Uh, I have an opinion on a few players on the offensive line. I know that shocks you, but I didn't see a ton from, um, the front four that made me, you know, kind of shake my head or get real excited either. And then, uh, the, the linebacking core is a little harder to track, but, you know, I was a little bit indifferent to their play. And the, the secondary looked like they struggled a little bit. Yeah, so let's, we'll break down the the, um, the units really quickly. But Andrew has a question for you, wants to know. Um, he said he saw a lot of people say our preseason streak ending was a huge issue. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? I'm sorry for laughing, man. You're not really that sorry. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not sorry. Hey, Andrew, look, I, I, I agree that you're bringing a question up, and uh, I'll I'll answer it, but – you know, I, I think my, two years I went to the Super Bowls. I think we had five preseason games, maybe nine over the course of those two years. I think we won two. Um, I, they don't matter, in my opinion. Um, I like what the Bills do with them, but I don't, I don't balance the season performance on anything uh, based on the result of preseason. Yeah, yeah. But people love uh, to talk, right, Spence? Yeah, they love to talk, and it's always something to talk mm -hmm. about. Like the sure. Ravens have like the, what is it twenty? They're at like twenty-one games or something, or twenty-two games mm -hmm. streak. It, it's um, it's fun to talk about during preseason. You right. got some energy heading into the season, but but all in all, what it comes down to is making sure that your guys exit the preseason healthy, making sure that you have some good communication amongst your offensive line, and that the coaches have good communication with your quarterbacks. That's what you're worried about going into the season. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think we're good there. I agree. All about so let's talk about because you you mentioned um, the linebacker room and it's a little difficult to kind of pay attention to right in that game. I have some questions because we have a we have a rookie that appears to be like I think he's gonna like a diamond in the rough man. I think you know they really I think they really got somebody special. I think um, you know there's been a lot of talk about what are we gonna do with uh, just really every every position, but let's talk about the linebackers. How do you think this is going to play out now? Let's kind of just dive in. Cause I think, like you said, we couldn't learn nothing from the game. So let's mm -hmm. dive into these cut downs. 
to start off with the linebacker room, I'll start with the defense and uh, we'll throw up what you have as a complete defense. Right. Yeah, so I think the biggest takeaway um, when I built the defense here is that last year it was six defensive ends and four corners. But I think we gotta, you got to steal from one position to support the cornerback room because, you know, I don't care how great things are going with Trey White, and I hope they are. <laughs> but it, I don't think that you want to just pretend like uh, you know, right? So I added one to cornerback which means I had to delete somewhere. And I chose the defensive end room because I feel like if push came to shove, that Ed Oliver could go out to the end spot. So that, that's pretty much uh, the biggest uh, like talking point, I guess. And if you look at the... Um, uh, if you look at the DBs, right, I think it's – and correct me if I'm wrong, Jaquan Johnson, I, I think he was getting safety reps, so you get a, a little bit of transition there from cornerback to safety. And I don't know if it's a surprise for anyone, but Bernard looks great. And um, yeah, and Diamond in the Rough, I mean, that's what we come to expect from Bean and McDermott. So I like it. And he's a real interesting character too because uh, the way he plays – you know, you can look at going into a dime or a quarter, and he almost plays big enough that, or he does play big enough, obviously as a linebacker, but he's, you know, quick enough that you're not too concerned about him in the shallow middle. You know what I mean? It's a great, yeah. he's, a, he's a great specimen. I just like you first, like you said, um, it, it's kind of what you come to expect from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott anyway, just getting talent for the roster, whether it's a free agent, undrafted free agent, a six-round pick, it doesn't matter what it is. It just seems like they find these guys that even if they're not like a superstar, they come in and they do their role very well, and they just excel, and they're exceptional. So, Do you, do you um, have any shocks? Are you tell, Anywhere on this thing where you're telling me I'm an idiot and you disagree? No. Or? Like, looking at this, the thing is, like, like we said at, at earlier on the show, it's like I think there's only a couple – uh, roster positions up for grabs and you know when when you're talking about obviously Trey White is going on injury reserve so we know that that's you know but I think that's the opportunity mm -hmm. you know you give Benford that those um those snaps you you let Saran is special teams I don't know if they look at him and say hey we want to even test you at this role I don't know but right. on defense I don't think that there's much to talk about I do think that there's there's been some people talking about Shaq Lawson not making it I think he's absolutely a lock yeah I do too uh, I do, and there's a number of reasons um, that I th that I would agree with you. I mean, we could go into it, go deep on it, but I think he's got the heart. You know, I think the return back to Buffalo, and you know, he physically he looks good. Uh, I think I, I think he makes that. And honestly, I mean, the, the the group I had the hardest problem with was that last position at D tackle. I mean, we just we increased our size substantially, so it was kind of like you know you could fight me on who you think should have been in there instead of, uh, instead of Anku. But I, honestly, I was kind of throwing, uh, I was kind of, kind of throwing a little uh, macaroni on the wall to see what sticks, you know, what, what do you think? I don't think it's macaroni. I, like, I just, I think this is it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I think you're spot on. I think you're, you're absolutely spot on. So. Yeah, we could talk about who the punter is going to be, but I, I don't even want to talk about punters. And we, and we have no—I haven't been scouting punters since uh, forever. So, 
Um, Brian Bowers wants to know, he said, he thinks you mean Cam Lewis who was getting safety reps. Uh, does he make this team? I think both were actually. Yeah, they both saying. were. And I, I thought real hard about that. But in the end, you know, you just got to make a decision. And I, I just, I don't know. I kind of liked what Johnson was showing. And again, uh, you know, if they called me, I'll tell them confidently while I'm quietly flipping a coin. And it's so weird to say that, right? I mean, it sounds so cavalier. <laughs> These are careers and lives, you know, like, where am I going to go next? And, and this is, uh, it's, it's hard to think about, uh, you know, in those terms. Oh, I could flip a coin, but those guys are breaking it down more gooder than we are. But you know what? With that being said, because they're right, um, I guess about Cam Lewis. So it's, it wouldn't shock me if he's off, but it also wouldn't shock me if he made it. Because he's been solid for us, like he's been somebody that the that the team loves. the 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 coaching staff absolutely loves him. Um, he's played well. He obviously he's not a starter, but he he shows up on special teams. And then when he does get his reps in the game, he doesn't seem to to be the guy that that gives up stuff. So you know, I I don't know. It, it, it's so hard. Man. It is. I, I do not want to be Brandon Bean. I am no. so happy. My name is Jay Spencer King. That's right. That is right. Well, on the other side of the ball, let's talk about the other side. Yeah. So, Go ahead. You Ro think Josh Allen actually makes this team? Are you kidding me? He's got a chance. I mean, he <laughs> has a really good shot at it. Yeah, not much to talk about. Um, I think the hardest room to talk about right now is the running back room, really, because I think a lot of people feel when they look back at last season like we missed some production. I don't think it was production that we missed. I think we missed that that big play when we felt we needed it you know and i guess that's kind of a you know a guttural thing like man what right now we could just use a big run that breaks their back because i knew as an offensive lineman when you broke one for 23 or 32 at a critical moment you just deflated the defense and we had a few of those runs but we needed when it was you know when it had to be the you know the knife to the heart and we didn't seem to get a lot of it and uh Look, uh, here, so here's my hot take uh, on why we are not going to keep Raheem Blackshear as an active player on the roster. We're, well, there's just too much at stake this year. And the, the hitting changes from the preseason to the regular season. And I just don't know if the circumstances come up that we want to have a guy there who's just a little too unproven. So I think Duke Johnson was amazing. Um, in the game, and Tywin Jones has made himself known on special teams, and James Cook, I, I think, is going to be a star, and uh, and that's it. Now, you could take the safety room. Comment on the running backs too, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, with the running backs, I'm with you. I um, I kind of got beat up on Twitter from because you know everybody every year there's a new love, so it's like a like last year it was uh. Who was it? Duke Johnson? Or, no, not Duke Johnson. Uh, Duke Williams. Duke Williams, right. Wide receiver. Yep. Then before that, it was the running back from England. And then it was like, yep. so every year there's somebody that they want to replace Taiwan Jones with. Yeah. My take on it is just, I just look at it as if, you know, that's like saying, okay, we want to keep uh, Hodgins on this team so bad that we're going to replace Josh Allen. And the reason why I use that as an example, Josh Allen is elite at his position. You don't keep a depth player for an elite player and at his position Taiwan Jones is elite and I know a lot of people don't want to agree with me I know a lot of people don't value special teams the way I do I'm a little overboard with it I really value special teams but 
you know, I, when I look at it, there's no way Taiwan Jones doesn't make this team. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I agree with you. And, you know, I guess the, the upside is, you know, some of the, the shortcomings I saw in Raheem Blackshear, I mean, he's got a beautiful burst. He read very nicely uh, out in mm-hmm. space. He bounced a couple of – or one play in particular last night that I watched. But there is a hesitancy that reminds me a little bit of what Devin Singletary looked like as a rookie. And I just – you know, I don't, I don't think there's a wise play to keep that as a risk factor – I'd love to bring him back to the practice squad. And I don't know the mechanics of that. Hopefully he's still available. But I, I think that's uh, that's best-case scenario for Raheem Blackshear. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up in, in New Jersey with the Giants. <laughs> it seems like, you know, that's that's the new trend. Like when, when McDermott got here, we got everybody from Carolina. Now everybody from Buffalo is heading out to, to Jersey with the Giants. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. I um one of the things that I was looking at with this, I know for the tight end room, you have Knox and Howard, but then you kind of had like Morris as a maybe. So, how do you see this playing out with Howard and Morris? Man, you know, I I look at the way that they're building the roster around a little bit more of a running game. The improvements that Devin Singletary, that um, Moss, and the addition of Cook uh, present, right? And I, I just, I think Sweeney does some nice things out in space, um, but I, I think he's, I think he gets, I think he gets cut. I do. I don't see Tommy Sweeney on the roster, and I think the battle is really between Morris and Howard. And I, I look at it as a, yeah, we have Reggie Gilliam, and a lot of people want to say, yeah, it's kind of a, you know, he's a quasi tight end, but not in the sets where he's in that wing position, and we want to have two tights. So. You know, pressing on the running attack a little bit more, I, I think O.J. Howard's the guy. And that's that's a tough one. I mean, that's a really hard room to pick, man. I struggle with that. I staring at my screen. I was doing research on the uh, interwebs. And, I mean, that's what I came up with. Where, where do you fall on that? Because I know there's some controversy. Everybody's like, oh. I think it's Howard. You know, I think we've, we've seen Howard in the league long enough to know who he is. Like, he's not um... – you know, we're not going to get him. And then all of a sudden he turns into Gronk. Like we know he's an athletic guy. He can make some plays. He kind of messed up his career a little bit, you know, not messed up as far as mm-hmm. off the field stuff. But I mean, like he just wasn't the guy that we expected him to be out of college. Right. So we know what he is. So now I, I think the team knows who he is. I think the team is is well prepared to put him out there in those two tight end sets. And I think when you play with better players, you, you have better results. So I think Josh Allen throwing him the ball throughout the course of the season, I think will pay dividends. And um, man, I'm, I'm so excited about the explosiveness that I'm expecting from this team. I think, I think this is going to be the, the even more so than the last two years. Yeah. I know it's the first year yeah. for our new coordinator. I know that we got a couple new pieces. I know, I know all of it. I get it, but I promise I feel that this offense is going to be it, man. You talk about the greatest show on turf. It's going to rival it. Honestly, that's how I feel. You know, what's interesting is you brought up the new O coordinator, right? And I, I didn't even notice a hitch. Like there, it, it's just. And guess what? I, you know, I, I think in a year or two, he's he could be better than the other guy, or even this year. I mean, with the roster, and just the continued development. But you said something before we get to the offensive line that made me think about House Capital. You talked about paying dividends which to me is always a lead-in for talks of finance. How would you like how I did that, Spence? Let's get it. Not Let's bad, it. not bad, not bad. 
Hey, man, when you're looking to buy a house, everyone's got a guy. Might need work done on your roof. Your buddy's got a guy. Need an inspection? Yeah, I know someone. And when you're looking to get your financing together, Brian Belser from House Capital Corp. can be your guy. They help make the mortgage process simple, hassle-free, and understandable. At House Capital, their preferred relationships with them, some of the top lenders, most, I imagine, give you the edge up in getting the financing that you need. Take it to the house with House Capital. House, a registered mortgage broker in New York State Department of Financial Services. All loans arranged through third-party providers. Equal housing opportunity. House Capital, 500 Pearl Street, and MLS 1549644. Yeah, I'm working on that. I'm working on that You one. got the voice? I got to do it a little earlier in the show to get the speed read on there. But, uh, yep, if you uh, financing needs, go to Brian Belser at House Capital. Thank you for sponsoring the show. And let's get into... Uh, I think is the offensive line room next, right? You go quarterbacks. That was a tough one. Um, then we talked, uh, ooh, we're skipping over the receivers. Let's go to the offensive line. Let's go. Let's do Let's it. Do it. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I know, Let's I mean, you're, you're a football guru anyway, but, I mean, this is your expertise. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. Obviously, we know Dawkins is there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. We know right? So, I think everybody has got, like, uh Everybody's got a thing, right, for Bobby Hart, and I think this is the year, right? I, I, I watched him, and he he played well in some instances. They had him at guard, they had him at tackle, but I think technically, you know, Cromer's looking at him, and I don't think he's there technically. To me, he's got some, some balance issues, some kind of pirouetting, uh, opening of the gate, uh, some kind of soft hip things that I just don't love. So for anybody out there, uh, that's my take. I think uh, Mr. Hart finds another home. Uh, he's probably a lovely man. But what I saw from the starters, you know, from that first game or first yeah, second game, pardon me, I really like what they got. I think it, it – and I talked about this with Joe, Spencer Brown, and Quesenberry. I think you get more uh, more maturity in Quesenberry. Guy's been around. He's battled really hard, personal – not personal uh, uh, health issues. So I think that bodes well if he can stay healthy and, you know, Spencer Brown can learn from him. Ryan Bates is a lock. I mean, come on. He's a lock, right? And then uh, I don't know much about the unpronounceable name guy. You know, I just I don't know enough. But I think as the numbers add up, you keep uh, him, Doyle, and it looks like Van Roten, but I, I can't be sure. And letting uh, the guys go that they let go today, today, it makes sense. I don't know. I mean, but I can tell you, I will, uh, I will be shocked if Bobby Hart's on the uh, on the roster. Uh, <laughs> I'll be shocked, just like I was last year, but. <laughs> I won't be shocked because I feel like for some reason, Sean McDermott loves this guy. Like, I don't know if he's just like the perfect teammate. I don't know if he plays a heck of like, I don't know. I, I just don't know what it is. I don't know if he has dirt on Brandon Bean. He got, I, I don't know what's happening here, but this guy seems to make the roster and he sticks around when. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, look, I, I have to say that uh, my son's old teammate, Alec Anderson played almost the entire game last night, if not the entire game. Uh, at left tackle and then at left guard. And I was really impressed. <laughs> so I think, you know, Alec Anderson, if for anybody who's really following the depths of the offensive line, you know, I think I think he makes it onto our practice squad. So okay. 
Uh, I, I mean, there's not a lot. You know, some of the guys I let go. Oh, Tenuta. I thought that was uh, that was one to address. I liked what I saw in Tenuta. Very raw from the uh, professional point of view. But I think he's a guy that they get back to the practice squad. But I, I, I saw him early on in his college tape. And, you know, when, the, when they drafted him, you know, you're kind of like, as we all are, you scratch your head a little bit. Then you go and you research guys. And I saw some things that he did in college that already looked different. And I think that's the type of stuff. Alec Anderson, the same thing. He did some things from his college years at UCLA. And mind you, I watched every UCLA football game last year for obvious reasons. Uh, and he's there's already some development, already some change. I, I really think Cromer, it's Cromer, right? Did I get that right? Not Comer. It's, it's, oh, yep. Yeah. I, I think he's on to something, man. I think he's reaching these guys, and I see some changes in technique. Uh, or I'm just imagining it because I'm like everybody in the chat and everybody in Bills Mafia and the Bills Mafia babes that I just root for our team, man. Am I a lunatic? But you know what? No, because I think that you're honest with stuff, though. Like, I, I think especially because you played in the league, I think it's kind of hard for you to just be a Bills fan. Like, I think, you know, yeah, you give good insight. And I think one of the things that, that I see when you talk about who we're talking about here – I, I, I think the Bills would be dumb to, to like, completely get rid of Like, I know you got to cut them. Mm-hmm. Get this guy back to the practice squad. Yeah. I, I know guys want their opportunity, so if another team picks him up. Yeah, um, you're like, you, but, you cut him and you're like, you know, like. Yeah. Like, oh. You have that conversation, that little gentleman's conversation beforehand. A, say, like, hey. The place I want to be, though, is when the position coaches are fighting tooth and nail to keep their guys, right? I know those aren't like uh, tea parties, right? Those aren't like uh, calm negotiations. Like these are football coaches, right? And you're coming to me, Jay Spence the King, and I'm coaching the linebacker room, and you're the, you know, I'm the I'm the GM and I'm coming in, I'm saying, "Hey Jay, uh, you know, I'm your guys got to go." You're like, "Hell no." They don't just go, "Okay." And they like that. You you yeah. fight for your guys and you lobby and uh I that those are the conversations I want to hear, man. I'd love but to you be know in what? those. I feel like I feel like up and down the roster, like in every room, I feel like they're gonna have some conversations with these position coaches that are gonna be like, Hell no, you're not getting rid of Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah. Hell no, you're not getting rid of Shaq Lawson. No, you're not getting rid of I I, I really do. I think that that's what's happening. You man. you said uh, Isaiah Hodgins, so let's go to the wide receiver room unless you got more on the O line, buddy. Let's do it. All right, give me your take. Where do you differ from me? Uh, the only place I differ from you, I think, is uh, – well, in fairness, because I'm only going with how you did the defense because you actually included Trey on your defense. So on offense, I'm going to include Stevenson, but I think Stevenson goes to IR. Um, I think he makes the team. And then I think when he comes back, depending on how the performance is, I think Crowder could be uh, the one that's outside looking in because I think that uh, he didn't have the strongest of summers for mm-hmm. us. But again, we know who he is. Crowder is a guy that's been in the league for a long time. And okay, you have a bad couple of weeks. It doesn't mean he's a bad player. The team knows who he is. But I think the way Shakira has played and I think the way Hodges has kind of shown up, you know, I, I just think it's it's very difficult for me to believe that they're going to let go of two or one of their younger guys over Crowder who, you know, it, he's good, but I mean, we got McKenzie. And yeah. we got Shakir that can play in the slot. Oh, yeah. like we have a I bunch like of guys kid. that can fill that slot. I like that kid, and he falls in that same category as Bernard. I don't know if you're reading in the uh, chat there, but Spence, turn your mic up. 
or get more animated. Let's hear from you. Somebody said they couldn't uh, hear you very well. So whatever that means technically, because I am the technical guy on the podcast. I set this whole thing up. Uh, it's weird. Look, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I invented it. Look, uh, I, I think you're right. It's really only one position under uh, discussion at the um, at the wide receiver room. And, uh, you know, there's guys that you want to bring back to the practice squad, not be, maybe not because you think they're going to be on the active roster sometime in the midseason, but I think the way Bean and McDermott target guys is, you know, I've been out there and, you know, it ain't it ain't any fun being on the look team, the scout team, Spence. I don't know. Have you ever had conversations about it about the scout team? No. Well, actually, I actually have this summer. I got to got to speak to a couple of guys who were on the scout team last season, and uh, they just kind of were telling me how the process is on a week to week basis and what they do. And I thought it was very, um, you know, I thought it was interesting. I, I want to try to get a couple of them on the code of conduct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Um... It's one of two H words or simultaneously both and wishing it was neither. It's humbling and humiliating, right? So you're going out mm-hmm. there and uh, put the camera up if you want. People can see like you you just, okay, I'm on the offensive scout team. You got 11 guys out there. And then the guy that runs the scout team is kind of holding up these cards, right? Holding them up. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking at him going, you got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay, on one, ready, break. And then you go up to the line of scrimmage, right? And you got these guys that like are gods and they're like, don't touch me, Fina. Don't, don't hit me. Hey, you know, and so you're like, how do I do my job and not look like a stooge and get yelled at by my coach? And then how do I not get yelled at by my teammate? Because I'm pretending to be, you know, a pretender, right? So you're like balancing this line. You're running these plays. They don't make any sense because sometimes the guys drawing them up or defensive guys drawing up offensive running plays. And you're like, nobody would block that like that. Then you get up to the line of scrimmage and the defense isn't lined up the way they were on the card and you're making it up. And it's just a, it's a humiliating shit show. And you're thinking to yourself, I was a god in college. Like, I was the guy. Like, I was Luke Tanuta, man. And now I'm like, reading, now I'm reading off a card. <laughs> and I got a guy across from me, Von Miller, going, do not touch me. Okay? <laughs> so You know what that sounds like? That sounds like my transition from, from high school to college. I tried out for Canisius basketball team. <laughs> I went to City Honors. I played. I was pretty good. Yeah. We won states. We, like, I was pretty good. Not, not a, no, not a Canisius. No, that didn't happen the same way. So, so it sounds a lot like that. I feel like oh my God, I did it for, I did it for two years, maybe two and a half at the university of Arizona. And I did it for two years in Buffalo, even though I, you know, started my entire second year, we ran the, the scout team by hierarchy, right. Or year served. So I was still, the fifth youngest guy so in addition to taking every rep on offense i took every rep on the scout team it's crazy right (laughs) and now they have rules that you can't play like you can't even practice that much like the league has rules now you can't do the stuff you were doing back then and and yet we sit here and like there's a whole bunch of guys 
on the uh, the 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 right side of my page who are just going to be begging to be humiliated and and beat down and read off a card, man. Uh, you know, it'd be like you're a you're a nurse and you go to work one day and they're like, uh, yeah, now you're going to, you know, you're going to be a veterinary assistant. You're like, what? No, no, not you talking down no. to veterinary assistants, but you know. Right. No, but, but they, I think veteran, I think they would get it. Like obviously the salary from an NFL player is, is just a little bit different. So I, th- I think they understand it. It's not a diss, but I tell you what though, even though like these guys make the practice squad or, or the scout team, they're still hungry. These guys want to make the team. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, well, exactly. But when you do make it, then it's a grind, man. Like you are the you're the ass end of all get all when you're on the practice squad. You just got to be, <laughs> you got to shut up and just deliver. And it's you know it's a beatdown. And then sometimes like you know the guys they they will just intermittently go full speed, and you're like I was supposed to be half speed, and then you look like a fool. And the coach is like, Spence, what are you doing, man? You got to give him a look. And you're like, okay, I get it. It's a total mind screw, right? I had a different word for that, but <laughs> I know I, I heard it. As, yeah. As I don't want it. anybody from the humane society or veterinary hospital or the ASPCA coming after me on Twitter. <laughs> it was a poorly constructed analogy. I regret it. I retract it, but uh, we do have to talk very briefly about another one of our sponsors. Would you like me to do that now, Spence? I would. You would. I need to buy some of their products too. So go ahead and finish, but I need, I need your code. Bro, you're done. bro. I'm telling you, if yeah. you watched my tweets today, it is not fashion Fina. It, it, it is Fina show. It's not fashion show, baby. All right. This week's Q42 is giving the fans what they really want. That's more Spence, John and Joe time and less yada, yada, yada about the delicious, delightful elixir, lovely, tasty Q42. So we're keeping it short and sweet. Just go to Q42 barbecue.com. Add those sauces and rubs to your cart. Then put the coupon, then put the coupon code FINA show, not fashion show to save 15%. That's it. Back to the show. I love it. Was somebody putting was somebody actually putting fashion show. No, in there? dude. I was literally. I was like, uh, I was flipping through Twitter today, and I just glanced at it. And you know, you're my like. I need to wear reading glasses. And sometimes when I'm not wearing my glasses, things appear differently than they are. Images are closer <laughs> than they appear. Anyway, so I looked at it real quick, I'm... and I was like, fashion show. What the hell is a fashion show? Like, Steve B says, dude, it was your own name, Fina. <laughs> I know. I That's the name. worst part. But, you know, Iman rewrites the read all the time, and he's super creative because he's a copywriter. So I'm always expecting something cool. And I was like, fashion show? Like, maybe we got uh, uh, Q42 uh, gear now, right? I know. I'm going to check them out when I get to Buffalo, though. I need gear like you're talking about. I need to rub Bro. And whatever else they got. Hey, your boy Freddie made some beef ribs that were so good when I was back there at his house, right? I can imagine a T-shirt like with a buffalo rib and the Q42 pouring on it. I don't know. Just saying. Maybe we should make it happen. I'm just saying. Maybe we should make it happen. Yeah. So before we – but. Now let's get back to the team real quick before we transition off of them. It's not about them. It's about us, Spence. It's about us. It is about us. It's always about us. Right. 
And because it's about us, I'm going to ask you about something that I hold dear to my heart. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going back to special teams in a way, but we're talking about offense. Um, who do you who do you think wins the punt kick return position? Because to me, that's the part to me, that's the biggest, most important battle that I see. Yeah, so I'll I'm, I'll die on this hill. And uh, Joe and I have talked about it a lot. OK, so it's going to be a three part answer. And I'll try to keep it short because that's not my nature. So I'll try. Uh, I think that um, the rookie Shakir gets the punt return job. And I don't think it matters who gets the kick return job. So Mm -hmm. punt return. Okay. uh, Khalil Shakir, he gets the job. I just think he's got that factor. Right. But I'm going to temper this. I know you love special teams, and you're looking for the big back-breaking play. But honestly, as a player, I was just always like, oh, dear God, please don't fumble and please don't have a goddamn penalty that we're starting in our own six-yard line. That was it. Like, just catch the ball. Don't commit a penalty and don't fumble it. Right? I don't want to be inside the 20, and I don't want to be, like, walking out to the field, and they got the ball back, and I'm walking back. That's it. So my expectations are low. And if we hit one every now and again, I think that Khalil Shakir is the guy. Now, kickoff returns. I mean, the way they move the ball, I mean, how many of them are there really? And I just don't see them as being – there's always a pause before a kickoff return. Not so much in, I think, punting, right? Because there's more of a – it's more of a swing. You force them to punt. Whereas a kickoff is typically, well, not typically, it's after a score or it's at the beginning of a half, right? So I think there's just less uh, impact, and so few go to the house. There you go. And who's going to do it? Um, Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley is going to return our kickoffs. Well, for the record, though, I I don't care about the big play. I don't, I don't need a okay. touchdown, okay, good. punt returns, yep. and all that stuff. I'm the guy that – because so, for instance, I was a huge Andre Roberts fan, and I think everybody knows that. Yeah, I heard that um, one. Andre you. Roberts didn't give us a ton of touchdowns mm-hmm. at all. But what he did do, he, um, he pretty much always helped the Bills start positive. So it was either at the 25 or more positive yards on top of it. And the, the issue that I had last season is once we got rid of him – I feel like there were too many times that we didn't start positively. We started, you know, with a fumble. We started uh, within the 15. We started, you know, and it's like, I know Josh is great. We got a great offense and Diggs is the man. But, you know, putting that extra pressure, um, those additional yards, and it's not like I'm saying that they can't get an extra 15 yards. But over the course of the game, to me, those 15 yards, that matters. So I just think that, you know, having somebody who, A, um, knows when to fair catch, knows when to field it in the end zone, knows when to like just the mental aspect of it. I think that's the the part that we miss when he, when the ball is in Isaiah McKenzie's hands. I mean, he's good grief. The guy's, a, you know, he's amazing. Yeah. So uh, I love it. I actually love your take on that. And it's similar to mine, except I'm just looking through the the lens of a player. And there's just too many times where I'm like running out to the 38-yard line and all of a sudden you see out of the corner of your eye a flag that is so damn far from where the guy actually caught the ball and ran it up that sideline. And you're like, ah, and you're just deflated. 
So, I mean, that's my vantage point. I've just had too many of those instances where I just, you know, expletives come shooting out of my mouth and I can't control myself. But I like your take. You know, I don't, I think if your expectation is that, you know, you're going to get a, a guy that's going to bake, bake, break backs, not bake backs. Ooh, baby back ribs sounds good. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting a little hungry. No, it's good. I think I'm if your expectation too. is like a Devin Hester, you know, I don't think those guys come along that often. And the game's yeah. changed a little bit too in that regard. Yeah, so no, for sure. We agree. We so, are we are in accord. We do. do we have an accord? Yeah, we right. agree. So before we get out of here, we got about eight, nine minutes left. So before mm. we get out of here, we go through the comments, see if we have anything. Is there anything on your mind though before we before I jump on the comments? Uh look, I'll be out um I'll be out in L.A. I think you're going to be there trying to yeah. figure out if I'm actually going to the game or not. Uh, i got a lot of family out there. I might elect to. I love it. I, like, I'll tell you a little story. I mean, I've been to a couple, three three now, Bill's Backers Bars. Uh, well, in four, including Phoenix. So I've, done, I've gone to Phoenix, uh, San Diego, Albuquerque, not for a game, but partied with them, and then Denver. And I just love it, man. I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting here like, do I like going to the Bills Packers bars more than I like going to the game? I don't know. Maybe. So I, Sometimes I do. Yeah. I mean, they were nuts in San Diego. They were absolutely insane in Denver. And Albuquerque was off season, But, oh, Vegas. I went and got a few of the people to show up in Vegas. Just said I was in town. Mm-hmm. So I've been to like five of them now. I mean, they're really, uh, you know, I, I always try to keep it humble a little bit. You know, I try, but <laughs> I mean, I love being a part of the fan base now. I feel like I've, you know, it, it kind of, it's kind of given a little bit of a salve to some of the, the painful memories. So like, I'm, I'm always like, it's like when you're parenting, right? The kids, they're all brats when they're young, you know, and you can remember the horrible stuff, but I'm just like, I don't remember the good stuff, baby. <laughs> Trying to turn it around, man. <laughs> well, the, the funny part to me is though, like, because I've I've gotten the, the opportunity now to hang with you a couple times, like in a fan setting. And if you haven't gotten a chance to party with John Fina, I'm just tell you right now, you're going you to regret it. Make it a goal. No, <laughs> no, you need to make it a goal to hang out with John Fina for whatever event, whether it's a tailgate, whether it's a, a, a live pod or whatever is going on. You need to hang out with John because I'm going to just tell you right now, you haven't partied until you party with number 70. Well, it's it's not about consumption entirely. I just, you know, I, I've, you know, this for me now, like my filter is, um, uh, you know, undermatured or not grown enough. And, you know, it's not that I say things that are inappropriate. I think I just say things that are somewhat unexpected. Uh, And I I feel like uh, levity is what we all need, right? As long as we're all well-intentioned, I mean, we can can get caught in the morass a little too much, right? Um, And I think a well-positioned quip is good for everybody's soul. So when, when you're engaging with me on Twitter and you're like, what did that asshole mean by that? He didn't mean anything. He was just monkeying around, just kidding around. You know, that's just me. If it sounds like I'm, I'm poking a little too much fun, I'm not. I'm more or less poking fun at me. Well, like I said, everybody, if you haven't hung out with John Fina, like yeah. he, can, he can act kind of like he's not the man. 
listen, if you get an opportunity to hang out with John Feeney, you know he's going to be in Buffalo or you're in a town where he's going to be and he's somewhere, you make sure you get to that damn party. Well, I'm just telling you right now, you that's, won't. That's why I'm so much. In addition to you, my good buddy up in Phoenix, you know, I talked to him the other day and we're trying to coordinate, like, are we going to be able to go back for a November game or are we gonna, just going to watch in Phoenix, right? I was like, hey, dude, do you mind if we go to a Bills backers club once rather than just me and you snuggling on your couch watching the game, <laughs> you know? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Um. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Too. We definitely got a link to season. Man. Yeah. Hey, Freddie <laughs> threw a comment in there. Uh, John yeah, was no, gone, he said you by were gone by six, 6 p.m. That is not true in the least, <laughs> man. I tempered it over time. And Freddie, you owe me anyway for introducing you to the long drink, man. That's uh, that's good stuff. And now they have them at Costco. A whole like a flat of them. And I'm Italian, right, Spence? So when I saw that, I immediately looked at the ceiling and figured out a way how I could break in through Costco and lower something down and steal, like, thousands of dollars of the long drink. I started tagging them on Twitter just to see if I could. <laughs> but, you know, it's in Finnish, so maybe uh, those people, the Finlandians don't, uh, don't get my humor. They might be. I've been tagging Crown Royal for the longest, oh, man. man. <laughs> Between the two of us, bro, we could just just hammer this out. We could out. do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You got any uh, final thoughts before we get out of here? I'll go ahead and close it out. Um, <laughs> I do want to get a cameo from our Italian exchange student, Don, just to vex everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah, but she's not here this time, so it'll have to be in another show. Um, uh, thanks, everybody. Spence, thank you for stepping in for Joe Miller and uh, Joe Miller Wired, even though I realize now it's an anagram. Now I'm saying Joe Miller Weird. So, <laughs> so much better, right? <laughs> he's going to love that. But, hey, yeah, man, we always have a great time. Thanks for <laughs> stepping in for Joe. And, um, you know, thanks for writing my brain a little bit on special teams and I'm glad we agree mostly on the roster. And here's my message to all the fans out there. I got one quick message. I know you get passionate, and I know you get like that meme of the guy walking with his girlfriend, checking out the girl over the shoulder. I, I know you get that, right? I know. Uh, shiny thing, shiny new thing. We all get it. I get it too. But in the end, this roster was a bunch of guys that showed up this summer this spring and summer, and they all look damn good. And they're all going to – I hope they all make it onto another team. Um, they, they come through Buffalo. Uh, you root for them. You look for them on other rosters. And if your guy doesn't make the team, just do what I do. Just shut up and suck it up <laughs> and, and live to fight another day, baby. Enjoy the ride. You know, if your guy doesn't make the team, I'm with John on this one. Suck it up. The, the team is going to be trust. Trust the process. Yeah. Process. I feel like we stopped saying that as much. Bro, well, trust I have process. my process juice every podcast. <laughs> and Daniel wants Shout to thank to my you man too. Daniel. He says, great show. John, thanks for doing these shows. Jay Spence, you are awesome. Don't ever change. Love you guys. Peace and go Bills. I love you too, Daniel. I love everybody in here tonight. I want to thank y'all for, uh, you know, letting me fill in for Joe and, and John. I appreciate you, man. And uh, if you guys aren't doing anything tomorrow night, join me for the Code of Conduct. I'll have my special guest, uh, Rob Stats. He represents the Niner Nation podcast, but we're actually going to be doing a full NFC breakdown. We're going to talk about the whole thing, but I'm going to talk about those 
Niners tomorrow because I just found out that Jimmy Garoppolo took a pay cut to be a backup. We got to talk about it. So we're going to get on. Yeah. See, John's mouth. Yeah. He took a pay cut to be the highest paid backup in the league. (laughs) How do I get that gig? (laughs) Right. Go Bills. But Go Bills. Let's get on out of here. Hey, John, man. Have a great week, man. (laughs) You too, brother. Take care. (laughs) All right.